I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here at the Football Ramble, there are three things we love as much as football. Movies, games, and free stuff. Now, Love Film have allowed us to combine all of those things for you, our beloved listeners. You can sign up for a free 30-day trial at thefootballramble.com slash lovefilm where you can instantly watch exclusive titles with the Love Film streaming service on your TV, PC, PS3 or iPad. You can also order via post with no late fees and free first-class delivery both ways. Access to 70,000 titles across DVD, Blu-ray, streaming and games will give you a taste of what it's like to be a Football Ramble presenter as you can spend your days indulging in all those things whilst sat around in your underwear. You can cancel at any time, and it only takes a few minutes. So sign up today. I'm thinking about my doorbell. When you gonna ring it? When you gonna ring it? You. I'm thinking about my doorbell. When you gonna ring it? When you gonna ring it? You. I'm thinking about a doorbell. When you gonna ring it? Pete. He's talking about a penis. <laughs> He's talking about a woman touching his penis. Is he? And the children get Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. It's the end of season party. Mm. End of season party with me, Marcus Speller. Party with Marty, woo! <laughs> That's Pete Donaldson. That is me, hello. Um, who's jumped the gun there. Jim's... Jim Campbell. Hello. We're doing full um, names yeah, today. I'm still me. And Luke Moore. Here I am, all right. Uh, lovely to have you with me, as always. <laughs> um, that's a bad start from Pete. Oh, it's a bad end. It... <laughs> yeah, right, He's done me and owned me all at the same time. Now, we are going to start by talking about our highlights of the season. Highlights mm. of the season, gentlemen. It's come to an end. Well, well, nearly, very, very nearly. We've still got the um, the uh, championship playoff, of course. Uh, but um, which you won't be covering on this which, show well, tomorrow because we can't. <laughs> yeah. That's we're leaving that for you, listeners. That's the future. Cover it yourself. Exactly. Tell us how it went. Yeah, you can do your own ramble. Yeah, we won't do it for you, um, Jim. My highlights of the season. Um, Quite a few. Uh, one was when, which we didn't cover on the show, was when Gunnosaurus refused <laughs> to shake ton, uh, John Terry's hand. <laughs> is that which right? Is just magnificent work yeah. for <laughs> a big lovable dinosaur with a t-shirt cannon for no reason. I can't believe we um, didn't cover that, because we're normally the kings of hard-hitting uh, football <laughs> coverage. So. Yeah. Dinosaur we've really, news. We've really dropped the ball Especially there. Especially when Gunnosaurus is involved, yeah. um, which he so often is. Yeah. Um, also, when um, a man pulled a gun <laughs> on Leonardo Bonucci and his response was to punch the man in the face and mm. then chase him mm-hmm. even when he got on a moped he carried on chasing him but the guy was the guy was sh- sh- waving his gun in Benucci's face going what are you doing <laughs> I've got a gun what is wrong with you well then Benucci you should have said well what are you doing running away then yeah. mm. 
coward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but a, a more sensible one for me, I think, would be Wigan winning the FA Cup final because it's just nice um, to see Wigan um, uh, just win. We're one of those smaller uh, teams overcome. Absolutely. You know, big absolutely. Well done, Jim. Good, good choice. Well done, them. Good choice. I was at that game. I enjoyed it. As a, and, and Wigan, as we've covered at the time, uh, genuinely took it to Man City, a below par Man City, and they deserved to lift the trophy. Shame they went on to get relegated, but mm. they, they, you can't take that FA Cup away from them. You can't, and, and we won't. Pete, some um, highlights of Das season. I have a really sharp memory, so I'm trying. Th- I was sort of thinking Newcastle uh, staying John, up. <laughs> yeah, uh, John Terry falling over, but that was last season, wasn't it? That's terrible, isn't what it? Was that the penalty slip in the Champions League final? No, when a few seasons ago, mate. Before yeah. uh, when Van Persie was. Uh, oh yeah, there was yeah. a lot. Yeah. 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 That was when John Van Persie was playing for Arsenal. <laughs> oh yeah. Is your heart of the season John Terry being born? <laughs> He was playing. He was playing in red, so that's what confused me. You see, I yeah. couldn't remember whether it was in an Arsenal shirt or at Manchester. Adam Lafondre, just in general. Just yeah. in general, he's had oh, a great season. Glenville, can you use his full a... name, please? <laughs> Glenville Adam James Lafontelroy. Yeah, <laughs> he's had a great season, and uh, I imagine he's quite a nice guy. I like said it. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair, fair <laughs> enough. PT Luke, what have you got to bring to the table? Four words: Luis Suarez, bitey bitey. <laughs> <laughs> You can do that in three. It's got to, yeah, just Luis Suarez bitey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, all those jokes about him, the only way you can get a taste of Champions League action and all that oh, stuff. That's, that's mm-hmm. a good joke. It was an excellent um, indiscretion. <laughs> as far as it was very original, uh, but not for him, but for the league. Yeah. He yeah. obviously done it before. But well, Jermaine I mean, Defoe did it as well, didn't he? I, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, fair enough. I'll retract that. One, one thing I would say that the reason it's my highlight of the season is because I'm not ashamed to say that when it happened, um, I jumped off the sofa and went, look at him! Yeah. Look at that! <laughs> and that's what football's all about. Did you remove your clothing? Uh, I put one item of clothing back on. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Berber- yeah. Berbatov um, wearing that T-shirt to keep Carl and pass me the ball. Do you like that's that? Very in, good. in a really bad season for, for yeah, a terrible season. Team. But the only fact that it was a keep Carl, which has become a bit passe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was also involved in a Harlem Shake video as well. Uh, oh, really? really? He yeah. also scored um, a goal that was... Could only be compared to Zidane's volley in the Champions League final against Stoke. Oh yeah, <laughs> well similar opposition, similar uh, occasion, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. What about uh, the Andy Carroll over the shoulder vol? Well, yeah, you can have that good. if you want. Yeah, no, mine's definitely Suarez. Yeah, okay. Um, I thought uh, Sweden coming back from Germany being four 0 down away in Germany. Oh yes. okay, yeah. Yeah. God, that mm. wasn't really widely reported. And Zlatan's, Zlatan's four against England. Zlatan's overhead kick. Yeah. Zlatan, oh. you see, you've, you, you've missed out the international arena here, gentlemen. <laughs> that just, these ones you're saying just make Pete sound worse. <laughs> <laughs> Something wasn't even this season when a man fell over. <laughs> Sammy Agnoga's goal for Middlesbrough. Yeah. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Which was a lovely one. It was it? a lovely one. Premiership yeah. quality, I hear. Yeah, yeah. We must, we must have an honourable mention while we're on this um, of the two crazy... Penalty misses, goals up the other end at Doncaster, Brentford. Yes, sorry, at yeah. Brentford and um, and and at Watford. I think that, that picked ridiculous. up the the slack that the Premier League left. To be quite frank, because mm-hmm. it's not been a great Premier League season. Well, and no, and Hull City as well. Mm. Uh, when they went through, and then they missed a penalty in Cardiff equalised. That whole, in fact, that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> um, Championship is the highlight of the season. Yeah, of course, and there's still a little bit more. Yeah, mm. there's just st- a little bit left. We've given, we've we've left you a little bit more, um, ladies and gentlemen, because we <laughs> influence the fixtures. Steve Bruce. 
We'll be seeing a lot more of him. Do you not like Steve Bruce? No, it's, a, it's an like awkward face. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a nice man. It's not a nice he's man. He's not a nice man. Why do you think that? He's got like a weird sort of like, he's got a weird sort of ego that you never hear about, but you can an see eagle? it's bubbling under. And he got, he's got a weird <laughs> ego. Hang on a minute. That's, no, that's your opinion. Maybe you don't Yeah, your opinion is bubbling under his face. <laughs> that's what you're saying. <laughs> well, no, yeah. Why are you sticking up? This is odd. Yeah. Yeah. What's that all about? Because I've heard he's quite a nice chap. And you're saying, oh, there's an ego that nobody knows about. Well, yeah. how have you known about it then? He's hiding his ego under a bushel. Yeah. Gary Bushel. Gary Bushel. <laughs> well, that would be a strong, good that... place for it. No one's looking there. <laughs> <laughs> and that ego will always trump another ego. Indeed. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I mean, it happened in another season. Keys and Grey getting boot to boot. That Chelsea Van Gogh. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. Like <laughs> my, yeah. my, my highlight of the season is actually the unexpected death of Queen Victoria. <laughs> Uh, Thumbs. Stop Pete, it. Give us some more of your favourite football moments that didn't happen this uh, season. Oh, they think they're on the pitch. <laughs> they, think, <laughs> they think it has got finished now. Yeah. Goal. They think again. And Germany was, was win that, the World Cup. Was that verbatim? <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. I think that's how it went. Yeah. Oh, dear. Good. Um, well, uh, there's some points in there somewhere. Um, oh, what? Last game of the season? And you're not even uh, having a go, Marcus? No, of course I've got the points. Um, for Sweden's four goals against Germany and then against England. Mm. Mm. Zlatan getting a hat-trick against us Actually, Jim, what was your first answer? It was a bit silly uh, Ganosaurus Yeah, you and I share the points for that <laughs> I think. Even when we come back next season <laughs> We are going to have to <laughs> review this pointing system <laughs> Very much so This is becoming needs to be an inquiry I think we should have a financial fund we should, We'll use bitcoins Marcus has got a lot of bitcoins And he gets to distribute them fairly In what world do you think talking to Marcus about bitcoins is a good idea? <laughs> He's only just got a, a smartphone, <laughs> to be fair Yeah, uh, That's not true at all Um <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. You've not had one long, though, have you? Um, Before your BlackBerry, you had a BlackBerry for a year, and then you've just got no, an no iPhone, more than a year. More oh, okay. than you got an iPhone because there's a new girlfriend. There are, oh, there are <laughs> other smartphones available, <laughs> <laughs> of course, ladies and gentlemen. Um, one of my highlights of the season <clears throat> was being at Wembley for Bayern Munich two, Borussia Dortmund. One, I believe that's one of your highlights as well. Peter, I believe it's yes. one of your highlights, Luke. Can I just pull you up? Uh, Borussia Dortmund technically the home team, so it was Borussia Dortmund one, Bayern Munich two. I've been in both of the dressing rooms and they're about the same. Fair enough. I've played at Wembley. Yeah, I've played at Wembley as well. Uh huh. Jim, have you even been to Wembley? I have been to Wembley. I wasn't there yesterday because I am not a fan of Borussia Dortmund or Bayern Munich, <laughs> and I didn't want to be part of the problem. Um, <laughs> Like the three of you were. There was a Jim, I'm not a fan of either. That's could why I, I was I, uh, in the Adidas lounge. Can I, can I regale our listeners with a, a little text conversation we had uh, yesterday? <laughs> between the four of us, on an iPhone, iMessage between the four of us, and um, I think Marcus started to say, oh, I'm going to be in the Adidas lounge tonight watching the game. Um, and, I, and then I text uh, just before the game started. Except no so other substitute, ladies in, and gentlemen. In the, uh, in the Bayern, I was texting just before the game started, so I'm in the Bayern, it's absolutely pumping. Pete then texts saying, <laughs> I'm in the Dortmund then, and then Jim texts saying, I'm in the pub, <laughs> you cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I believe it was set of. Yeah, there was set of cups, yeah. <laughs> there was a few photos uh, flying around. Jim's photo of the television in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Did make me roar. Yeah. Roar with laughter. I thought that was out of order because that made me very envious. And then yeah. I got <laughs> and then I got some more dessert. At least yeah, with, with least Zidane. Because he was in the same place. Zidane was sat fifteen seats down from me. Ridiculous. If you look if you look on my Twitter feed, there is a, there There's is fifteen a, seats with drool on them. <laughs> <laughs> that's not drool. Um, uh, he was... but he moved 15 now. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, I, throughout the game, I just kept looking over thinking, yeah, Big Zizu's still here. Yeah. He's enjoyed it. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a photo on my Twitter feed of, of Zenadine Zidane getting some pudding. There you go. There Pud, you go. Pud, what kind of pudding did he go for? 
Oh, I didn't. Uh, I'm not okay. the paparazzi, Peter. <laughs> You're taking pictures, is it, having food? A real chance to dig under the fingernails of <laughs> the very best footballer of our generation. Yeah. You've declined. Yeah, well, Gabriel Clark. Could You're the Rambles, <laughs> Gabriel Clark. <laughs> there could have been anything. Eaton mess. Mm. No, there was oh, no Eaton mess a there. Fruit fool. I tell you what, the Adidas Land is a wonderful place. Thank you very much to, to those wonderful chaps for inviting me. But th- one of the most amazing things, though, was obviously the whole spectacle of the Champions League final. is fabulous and the fans were superb. Genuinely, the only time I've been at Wembley Stadium, 90,000 capacity at Wembley Stadium, and it was shaking at one mm. point. Like, was I looked, bouncing, everyone I was, was bouncing. I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, was I, that? I, from, from the Bayern end, um, the Bayern end was absolutely pumping mm. for about half an hour before the game anyway. Um, but I could see at one point all the Dortmund fans in unison. Yeah, that was class. That was crazy. I've been, I've been, I worked out, I've been to Wembley uh, between 15 and 20 times. Admittedly, one of those for, was for a Metallica concert. It was slightly different. <laughs> I've never, I've never known it. <laughs> Metallica one, yeah, easily. Uh, After extra time, yeah, I've never known. I've never known it to be such an atmosphere in there. It was so loud. My, my ears were ringing for hours afterwards. Mm. There was a little lad right at the back who wasn't jumping. Was that you, Peter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, I was one uh, one seat from the back. The same sort of position we saw um, Inter Barca. Yeah, okay, uh, mm. in oh, Barcelona. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. A, it was a really, really, really good night. Probably one of my favourite uh, bits of football I've seen this season. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was very strange. Just ever you've surely yeah. seen a Champions League. <laughs> Final. Hartley Dala, 4 0. Was that this season? Yeah. At, at the Champions League <laughs> final, picks a, a moment that's not even from this season as his moment of the season. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to let that go. No, uh, I was going to say it was a really funny thing uh, around the Bayern end because obviously they're very enthusiastic and giving it some, and when they scored, they went mental. Obviously, Dortmund scored quite, quite mm. soon after, but when the, when the winner went in, uh, everyone obviously went crazy, but a few people around me were just silent. They were like, it was a real. Um, an, I, I should have known known it better because mm. I've, I've seen football over the last few years. I know Do- uh, Munich have been to a few finals and missed out, but it meant such a huge amount to them because of what had gone in the past. Mm. And uh, I started off. I didn't know where my ticket was going to be because my friend just sort of, sort of managed to get hold of one for me. And I, was, I started off hoping it would be in the Dortmund end. And when I was in the Bayern, I was like, oh, that's a bit of a shame." But yeah, I'll, I'll take it yeah. obviously. But by the end of the game, to see how much it meant to yeah. those Bayern Munich mm. fans, just grown men <laughs> all around me in floods of tears. Well, I, it was it was it was really strange. Well, I was right next to a guy who's from. Uh, Herzo in in Germany where of course Adidas is from and he's born and raised there and it's quite near Munich and he's a huge Munich fan and like I've never seen anything like it watching the game next to him but there was, was a glorious moment where he was moaning about Robin and mm-hmm. but obviously he's I mean he spoke fantastic English this guy but he obviously German and so he's shouting in German and uh, a couple of the guys we were with he just Robin ran through and he tried to flick it with his outside of his left and missed yeah. and the guys went oh bah! something in German and one of the guys turned around and went I think that means he's got no effing right foot in German right <laughs> and I'm not joking the, the, the German guy without hearing that turned around and went he's got no right foot <laughs> <laughs> yeah Robin Robin hates using his right doesn't he, he and does. when, when you see him close up I think I saw him play once or twice for Chelsea but I hadn't seen him play in the flesh for a long time and I completely forgot just how much he hates that right <laughs> it, it's like he would never if he had the choice he would just never use it my goodness it was <laughs> a beautiful moment when when he was screaming at the final whistle yeah. and just joy I mean he he had that Michael Ballack thing you know of, of you know just not being mm-hmm. able to close out finals and stuff he's been on the losing side too many times really and it was just a really beautiful moment for yeah him. yeah I, th- I think well yeah let's talk about the game for a bit um uh, start at the beginning Dortmund Really played well in the opening the, stages. Like, yeah. Bayern did not turn up for the first twenty minutes. It was no. incredible. They, had, they, they would miss. They were doing really sloppy passes. Yeah. They, would, they looked really, Dortmund really good. Them the, but I thought Dortmund would try and soak it up and hit him on the break. But they actually dominated mm-hmm. for, for the mm-hmm. first for the first portion of the game. And and, and I was saying to the guys with look if 
if they don't make this count, exactly. it's, it's really going to come back to haunt exactly. them, because Bayern Munich yeah. are always going to have their moments. You've always got to score on top, especially when you're not the best team. And, and, I, actually, and I actually thought that they, they, they put Neuer under pressure, he made some good saves, and they, and, and they, and they, and they won one or two, maybe even more than that, corners, uh, which Marco Royce took. And I was, that was the goal I was right behind. Um, and in fairness, I haven't seen that many of the highlights uh, yet, but um, the, the, the corners he was putting in weren't of great quality. No, they weren't. Really. And, and you thought, well, you're really going to need to start making that. If, if you can't get past the first defender, yeah, it's just, just straight out with headers. Especially when you've got you know, a big, powerful centre-forward like Lewandowski. He, mm. he was excellent. The way, the way he pulls off and yeah. drags those defenders yeah. out, he does that. Even when, if you're watching it on TV... And he's not necessarily in the, in the it, or he won't, he's not in the shot, the camera shot. He he pulls those defenders around all game. The he's one, really really good at that. He's I would say he's quite possibly the best in the world at at making his first touch leave the, take the ball away from the yeah. defender. Yeah, his okay. first touch, the way he just flicks it within big feet of his. And he takes himself away from the defender. It's glorious. It's absolutely glorious. I, I just think that the whole problem with the match with with the um, with the Dortmund defending was they just did not give a toss about Robin. They didn't follow him at any yeah. point. They they just got, it, it he just was. Didn't seem... it, but do you not see that? I'm not sure if you saw it from where you were, but um, I'm not sure it showed up on TV actually, Jim. But like, when Robin was 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 go- almost he was playing on that on that wide position, but it was almost like a free roll. Mm. He kept mm. he kept drifting all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that one point, him and Ribbon were on the same ring on the same wing for a while. It's, it was very strange. Mm. Like, so to, to that end. It would have been difficult for him to pick him up. Yeah, that's that's. A, I, I actually I thought that um, without Gertzer, there was just the, the, the accuracy of the, of the sort of final third wasn't mm. as, as what it could have been, mm. and mm. maybe Lewandowski didn't quite get the service he's used to. But. Yeah, I did and, like and the fact that Bayern spent a lot of time on the floor as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. I did like it though, Bayern, how they 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 swapped the fullbacks over. Yeah, there's lovely stuff that yeah, is. Yeah, but um, but going on about Robin, it was when he had that glorious chance and he smashed it off the keeper's head. Yeah, you thought. Oh no! This is happening again. Both yeah. keepers had Although, fantastic. Although to, to be fair, I mean that did hit his hand, then bounce off. Um, I think it was Subotic's ass before he then <laughs> like lumped it into Vidalvela's face. So that was a <laughs> strange little passage. The, the, cl- yeah. the clearance um, off That's the line. I've, yeah. I, have, I, have, I don't think I've ever, certainly not in the flesh. I've never seen a clearance like that. I had my head in my hands, yeah. so I didn't mm. actually see it the first time round. I saw it on the tail because oh, okay. because I just heard this noise. Like, and that had to have gone in. That's yeah. ridiculous. But that, There's a but, man arriving. But yeah. that that kind of annoyed me actually because again, you know, sitting in amongst more Bayern fans and stuff, and as you say, Luke, when you start to realise what this meant, you know, you 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 sort of soften to them a little bit. Um, and when that happened, Robin was right there, and I was like. Why didn't you just launch yourself Mate, at that? That's exactly what I said. So I was right behind it. It really it annoyed me. I was right behind where it happened. And for me, as a bruising, terribly <laughs> untainted football player, I'd have just cleaned everyone out of that. I'd have just <laughs> smashed everything into the net and make mm. the referee make a decision. The spirit of Lofthouse. Well, yeah, well you got to. Yeah. And, it, and he was really tentative. And it made and Subotic did an excellent job, but it made it, it, made it possible for him to do that. Exactly. And, he, and, and if Robin had been someone like, I don't know, Heskey in his pomp. No, you're talking. <laughs> there's, there's no way. There's no way they've been given the chance to do. It. I mean, Heskey would have been on the halfway line. Reality, but <laughs> I mean, a more realistic. Player Let's say Big have... Dave Kitson. <laughs> <laughs> no, but someone like Rooney. Okay, he's not been yeah. playing well that late. He'd have gone in. You know, somebody. But he anyway, but I mean, obviously, he had the last say. Anyway, where I was, that got a cheer like as much as the Dortmund goal. That was a great like bit that, of defending. Right? Oh, it was brilliant. Mm. Yeah, indeed. The penalty. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, 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 Dortmund, Bayern eventually scored, but I thought to myself. When Bayern, it was nil-nil, they were missing... Ch- I mean, that first half, I don't think I've ever seen so many 
good chances missed in the, in the Champions League mm. or, or created. I see, it's so many chances against Bayern as well. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was two goalkeepers did really, really they were, well. The keepers were fantastic. Mm. It was that derby atmosphere, that end-to-end stuff that we all hoped it was. But the chances weren't being taken. Eventually, one went in, and then Bayern looked on top. But mm. as you mm. say. Dortmund were handed a lifeline after Dante did a terrible foul. <laughs> I actually realised at the time that he had been booked did at he, that point. No, did I didn't realise. Did he? Did was he? He was already booked he's, at that and, point. And, oh my days. Now, I would, I would caveat it by saying, I think we can all agree the right team won, and the best team in Europe won the game. However, yeah. that was a decision that could have, well, mm. would have changed the game. Also, on top of that, Frank Ribery could have gone for an elbow. Yeah, um, I want to ask you guys about that, because I haven't seen that on the telly, but I saw it at the time, but it was quite far away from where I was. Yeah. So... Was that like as clear cut as it looked from a distance? Like he actually elbowed him properly? Or? Uh, well, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how deliberate it was. There's certainly some sort of. Um, you could argue it either way, but the I, bottom I like, line is he elbowed him out in the face. I like. I like other rare occasion when you're the only one who's seen it. So you're going, oh, I'm a bit scared to go one way or the other because I might get shouted at by the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and there's three. If there's four of us, we can kind of sort it. Up. Yeah, yeah, it definitely happened. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, I am. Um, when when when. Uh, Dortmund scored the penalty. Mm. It was it was like a funeral in the barn. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I thought the game from where I was standing at because I was standing the whole game. Oh yeah. Um, had a really nice pace to it. A real it was. Pace to it I thought it was a brilliant thing. final, actually. Yeah. And, I, and I thought I thought Dortmund won the PR one massively with the, with the British. The, you know, like the, yeah, uh, they the, did. The, the posters of uh, Trafalgar Square, mm-hmm. sort of saying um, you wanted to, an English team to be in the final, uh, or maybe some hot Spanish girls or something. Yeah. But you got the crowds and there's yeah, no yeah, thing. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and they all turned up Trafalgar Square. Mm-hmm. And it was it was they definitely mm-hmm. won. I think somebody mentioned on on, on Twitter they said um, I do like Dortmund, but they do remind me of a of a wanky East London uh, PR agency. Yeah. <laughs> they do, they are a little bit. They are a little bit trendy, trendy a little yeah, bit definitely. annoying, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But, a bit um, yeah, yeah, but uh, certainly, um, you wanted you wanted Klopp to win something. Didn't you? Yeah, I think that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. But uh, eventually, um, Robin got his chance and he took it brilliantly as well. Yeah, a really good finish. Lovely little. Uh, yeah. Would you, would you, would you have smashed little... it though? <laughs> yeah, I would have smashed him and the keeper. Like, <laughs> back in there, yeah. Picked up the goalkeeper and like used him as like, like a club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Crocade. It was. A, it was. A, he did that on purpose. Though initially it looked like it was a scuff, but he meant. He meant no, he did. Oh yeah, he did. It was three beautiful touches. So yeah. so intricate. Yeah, and it, and yeah, and it, and it had to be him. And as you say, the celebration. My mm. goodness, he, yeah, he needed that. I think. After the game, he went into the crowd, got a, a flag with Robin on it, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Do you think fun. he'll be around next season? There's a lot of talk that he's going to leave. Well, well, also, as well, um, I'm sure you're going to come on to this, but Yup Hikes basically said they've signed Lewandowski, didn't he? They, did, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's gutting in. to be a Dortmund fan right now. Uh, um, was, when, when we were going out, there was a lot of lads just crying on the on Wembley Way sort of thing. But um, and somebody I'd noticed had hooked their spectacles onto um, like a, a fence <laughs> as if they'd just been as if they never wanted to watch football again. I never it. need to I'm see done. again. Yeah. <laughs> That's lovely little, uh, little uh, metaphor. That <laughs> um, I, I just think he, I think he was probably pissed. Had a slash against the fence and forgot him. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. take his glasses off? Glass <laughs> no, um, no <laughs> beer. He was going wild. <laughs> you could buy beer in Wembley. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah true. I had got loads of beers because I was in a pub. <laughs> you mugs. I couldn't get a single beer. I there was beer in the Adidas lounge, but of course I don't drink so well. You could have had well, there. That's not fair, is it? How yeah. come you're allowed to drink in the Adidas lounge? How does that work? I, d- I was more interested in the dessert. Uh, it's not about you, Mark. It's, it's, it's about the future of football, it? mate. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, uh, blimey. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was incredible, actually, because I, I stayed for quite a bit after. And the Bayern players were there for ages. 
celebrating away. They it really was ah oh, finally, mm. finally. It was obviously they've, they've finally it was a final. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they've, they've missed out so much, haven't they? Um, and and Europe hunks, blimey. Yeah, it, it's because there was there was talk, wasn't there, that. Um, he was umming and ahhing about retiring, although he said, because next week is the German Cup, where they could um, secure a treble for the first time. Mm. And he said, I'll let you know after the final if, when I, if I'm retiring. But I think that the way Bayern Munich did it um, when they announced Pep Guardiola was uh, going to take charge, I think Heinz wanted to kind of announce it himself and stuff, and the club just sort of went, anyway, well, Heinz is leaving at the end of the season, and we've got Pep Guardiola coming in or something well, like that. Well, I mean, it'd be unfortunate... For him, for his career to end here, but there's talk of I've seen him linked with Real Madrid again for a mm. season. But I mean, he got fired at Real Madrid after winning the Champions League, yeah. and now he's standing down, essentially being moved on yeah. after winning the Champions but League at Bayern as well. It's, it's a crazy set of uh, circumstances. If he if he wins the treble, though, that's a great time to go, isn't, isn't it? it? Just, but he's won the league with a record points totally. tally. Yeah. Uh, they've won it in record time. He's won the Champions League about as much as he can do. Exactly, and he'll probably <laughs> they'll probably win the German Cup, and it's mm. almost as if to say. That's how you do it, Pip. Yeah, yeah. Follow that, yeah. young man. Yeah. All you can do is match it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love him to be there on like, the first morning, cracking his knuckles, going, "Help yourself." <laughs> I'll get off now. Yeah, I'm around for advice. Go get the go get the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I've even uh, even left you a couple of presents. They'll probably do quite well. People will remember that I signed them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so well, well done, well done, Hanks. Mm. Yeah, well, well done, Hanks. And well done, Bayern mm. as well. Mm. And well done, mm. Dortmund. Well done. Adidas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stop this. <laughs> um, uh, staying in there. I got mine through HTC, so I'd like to thank them for uh, being a, a great smartphone. Certainly better than Marcus's shitty iPhone. Yeah. And I got my tickets courtesy of the FA, celebrating 150 years of English football. <laughs> which, which pub was it, Jim? I drank a lot of Sagres. Um, <laughs> Sagres. Brilliant. I don't think that's how it's pronounced. What pub was it in? Um, Give him a shout out. Come on. Forget, I can't remember. Oh, um, Brenda over there that's sort, Jim, it's that sort of lack of attention to detail which doesn't get you free tickets to finals <laughs> <laughs> did you get Biting any the hand that didn't feed did you have any real McCoys no no, no. had some nuts more of a cheesy okay. what's it's man aren't you more of a nuts no, he's, man he's, he's sorted that out now <laughs> <laughs> right uh, but before we leave European club competition we've got to say the winner of the Europa League from now on will qualify for the Champions League so no, no, I don't like that. Do we, do we know? Like yeah, because it just makes it a very complicated qualifying process, really, yeah. doesn't it? Um, so, so Wigan what could happens... be in the Champions League and the Championship at the same time, couldn't they? It seems unlikely. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's within the realms of possibility, That too. is true. And that's where we operate. What, um, what happens if the team, you know, qualify with the Champions League anyway? Does it just stay as it is? Because quite I think you, often you get, that will happen. You'll get five. Right. Uh, you'll get the extra place. Oh, so it's a bit like when the FA Cup's won by a team already in the Champions League and moves down. Oh, something like that, yeah. We don't, we don't know, do we? <laughs> Just say you don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's fine I did to not know. I know. Because, to be know, honest, it's the it, lies like... I can't stand. <laughs> Everybody. No, I don't like it because I... The, I, I from I, next season, the top ten <laughs> in the Premier League will qualify for the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. And the, the bottom ten it, get relegated. <laughs> The Johnston Paints Trophy qualifies <laughs> for the Champions League. And there's a new cup, and it is just dedicated to the uh, manager of. Uh, this has gone on way too long, sorry. Uh, but Dortmund, and it is the Klopp winners' club. That'll <laughs> <laughs> do. Nice. I, I don't like the idea of a team not defending their, their cup, which I know can happen in the mm. Europa League anyway. But the reason I'm sort of against it instinctively is because we saw in the Europa League final this season that it was two ex Champions League clubs. It's a real shame. Mm. Should mm. be separate. No, you should be out. When yeah. you're out, you're out for the mm. Champions League. <sighs> Swimming against the tide, boys. You're swimming sure against have, the yeah. tide. But if, if, if UEFA are listening and they want to give me tickets for any particular <laughs> game in either the Europa League or the Klopp winners' Klopp, <laughs> I'll be happy to take it. 
corporate America, anyone? <laughs> yeah, I'll do. I'll do. I'll, whatever. I'm available. For freebies. Now, uh, that is the Champions League final for another year. Wonderful scenes. I felt like we've really got to the nub of it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Didn't the Bayern, it. Doesn't the Bayern Munich uh, badge look just like the UEFA badge? Oh, actually, talking of... Are you crying yeah, conspiracy? It does, it does actually. Did, yeah. you, did you actually saying. see... To, we've mentioned sponsors and all the rest of it enough, but one more won't hurt. Did you see that... You know they do that thing at the Allianz Arena with the T-Mobile fans? Yeah. In the white they were there at Wembley. Yeah, I couldn't work out what that was. But what they think? But they kind of, it's, it's like a T in the crowd, but right. it, um, people wearing white tops, so they, it spells a big T. Right, OK. But they kind of messed it up a bit because it wasn't quite a T so the, the, the coordination was yeah I couldn't work out what it was but I wondered is that, would that be allowed I mean it looks, it looks to me like that's like guerrilla marketing then. exactly because yeah, they do that at the Aliens yeah okay right, and, um, right I, okay. I was going to say did you get I'm not sure what it was where you guys were sitting but where I was sat the amount of paraphernalia on your seat I had a Bayern Munich flag and clapper stick thing. really I had a flat I had a, um, a massive piece of red tarpaulin yeah. I didn't know when I was supposed to hold up but I just held up when everyone else did <laughs> yeah. um, well, and, uh, what else did I have Oh, loads of bits and pieces. Oh, a couple of uh, leaflets, obviously, all in German, like mm, travel yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it was really strange. I had risotto and lamb. I had a man who was doing that uh, uh, thing where he filled it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was odd, but I went with it, mate. <laughs> in all that saliva for Zizou. Um, I had a man in front of me filming the whole thing with a, with a, um, a small... Uh, handheld video camera. Naughty. That happened when we went to was England, it Sweden. Why do people do that? You go, <laughs> go to a football match to watch it on a tiny I would, screen. I would, I would yeah. He zoomed in uh, when um, a player was injured. So what, what, what are you going to cut this into, fella? <laughs> oh, Pete's always thinking of the, uh, of the yeah. technical angle. Yeah. <laughs> what are you using as a cutaway there, mate? You're not even using analog zoom. You're using digital <laughs> zoom. That's going to be unusable, sir. <laughs> have you taken the light reading or what? <laughs> Ah, oh. any more for the Champions League? Magic of the Cup. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There Magic we go. of the Club. Let's right. do Prem. Let's do the Premier League. We've got a few... Um, uh, Manchester United have won the Premier League. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, Manuel Pellegrini, he's the new Manchester City manager, he's been told to win five trophies in five years. He'd be gutted at the not in the Charity Shield. Mm. Um, <laughs> and he's been reportedly given a £1 million war chest. £1 million, One million. Eh? Wow. £100 hey, million pound war chest. It's, uh, it's funny because it's not very much money. Yeah, See, not yeah. for them. For me, that is more than adequate war chest. But for, for a football club, it's rubbish. Is yeah. Pellegrini definitely been announced? Is that definitely happening? Yeah, they said five trophies in five years. Oh, OK, right. Mm. I mean, they have said it's not that you have to win one every year. Yeah, because if he wins three in the uh, first year, then he goes, ah, take it easy for the next couple of years. A hundred mil- means a... hundred's not a huge amount of money, for, money for them. For them. No, I know what you mean. Presumably they'll, they'll be shipping some players out as well, mm. though. So yeah, but again, you know, you know when those clubs sell, they don't sell very high compared to what they paid for them. <laughs> yeah, fair. I, th- I think um, given that Pellegrini, I know he's done a good job at other places he's been, in Europe he's obviously not mm. won much at all. So, mm. um, And that in itself, winning is a mentality, isn't it? So he's going to have to get up with that pretty quick, smart... But he's got the he's got the um, the ingredients. He's got everything to do he so. needs, doesn't he? I'd say yeah. so. Yeah, I'd say so. Indeed. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it's going to be interesting next season because of the amount of different managers we've got. Mm. In, in the, at Spurs, as I said before, have got a real opportunity. and They've got to take it. Levy's got to be convinced yeah. to take an opportunity by, set, by by buying players they need and buying them early. And players yeah. like Moutinho, who they've targeted in the past and maybe not been able to sign for whatever reason, well, he's gone to Moutinho, Moutinho, exactly. Monica, they've already missed out. So it shows yeah. how quickly you've got to move. There's it's, talk of um, uh, Leandro Damiao and um, Soldado as well. But you wonder maybe this will actually happen. This time. But at least I want it. I want happen in the last day of the season. Like well, you did. 
exactly. Harry, you know what I mean? But, 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 but Levy tries to just get deals all the time, where, mm-hmm. and, and he doesn't move quick enough. And, and the problem with that is, obviously, they don't get a, a, a coherent pre-season in their new team. Yeah. And if you if you get to the 30th of August and you've not signed the players you want to sign, and then you sign them, the season's already three or four weeks old, yeah. you've got players who may or may not have had a pre-season, they're not going to be settled yet. It's, it doesn't make any sense other than to save a few quid, mm-hmm. which is silly, I think, in this day and age. Well, they're, they're um, reportedly going to offer Gareth Bale 150 grand a week to keep him at the club. I thought he'd only said he was going to stay. I'm confused. I think in, I think that was alongside the understanding we'd get that new deal. <clears> okay, think. right. Yeah. But surely they've. I mean, if they don't get Champions League football next season, Bale will be off, will he not? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think, think so. he owes it to himself. Yeah, he's got it really. I mean, I, I, I admire him for sticking around. I know it's a lot of money, but I mean, he could he mm. could earn that money at a, a more successful club, and he's and mm. he's and obviously happy there. So. Nicer tax rate as well, well you'd your, imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, my. Sorry, your mate Zidane yeah. um, he's piping yeah. up recently mm-hmm. isn't he saying that Bale's a brilliant player he's going over Real Madrid it's like that's, that's not him being nice is it that's him <laughs> that's him yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I, I did say that to him um, uh, yeah the, 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 the top end uh, of the league next season is going to be quite interesting Marino at Chelsea we, we assume and then Moyes at Manchester United City with a new boss so we could have a decent title fight next season. Well, we hope so. I think Wenger will be having an eye on this as well. I think it, I'll oh, tell you, if Wenger can do something, can uh, maybe sign one or two. Iguain, they were been linked there's to. Talk yeah. of that, isn't there's talk it? of Juventus being in for Iguain as well. For, like quite a low fee as well. So that that makes me think Arsenal will certainly be interested. But he surely the Wenger. Re- I'd love that. You know, I love yeah. Iguain. But um, Wenger <clears throat> uh, recently is reported to have said in a press conference, or, or maybe doing some punditry, I think it was, um, that he's expecting to bring in three like sort of significant signings, which is crazy from Just Wenger. You've never heard. Ticket renewals are happening. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> yeah. It'll be worth it though, mate, because there'll be loads of big players coming in. Yeah. So yeah. we'll probably get... snap them up, guys. And, <laughs> and with the season ticket at Arsenal, you get free Champions League and they've got Champions League football. So uh, that's yeah. two thumbs up from me. Yeah. By HTC Mobiles. Um, <laughs> the, the thumbs were up, ladies and gentlemen, I can confirm. That was Tommy Two Thumbs. My, my thumbs were on my HTC Mobile. Pete <laughs> giving Arsene Wenger a big email piece of my mind. Uh-huh. Um, will Wayne Rooney be at Manchester United next season, Pete? Uh, <laughs> your mate's with Paul Stratford. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really matter. Don't He's got somewhere. Are, uh, I think we said before. <laughs> don't worry, Wayne. You are, you're still the best. <laughs> you are still the best. <laughs> Wherever he goes, he'll still be the best. Have yeah. some odds out. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> he, needs, he needs a better pre-season than he had last season. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to trim down... He needs to just fix up and look sharp. Yeah, he does. He does. There's talk of Rooney going to Arsenal, which makes no sense from any perspective. He's talking about going to Newcastle. To be fair, via the Sports Direct newsfeed or something. Was it? Yeah, a little bit weird. He's Brilliant. a shirt seller. Again, season ticket renewal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, hey, Sports Rate doesn't need the money with the EDL on the, on the streets. That's true. It's right. fine. <laughs> Bloody hell, yeah. can, you, um, can you see Rooney going to Paris Saint-Germain? That's the one that's being mooted. C- could he live abroad? That seems weird. I think his, his um, wife's just had, had got another baby. baby or... yeah. I, I, th- I think it's difficult. He's, he's Had Ferguson stayed at the club, I think it would be very unlikely that he'd be, his position would have been untenable, Rooney's, because that would have been the second time he's wanted away. Mm. And I don't think Ferguson would have stood for that, no matter who he was. Well, he still didn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even though he's not in the management, I think Moyes is having talks with him, isn't he? I, yes. I mean, Rooney at his best, if he can stay in shape throughout the summer and, and, and hit the ground running next season, Rooney at his best is obviously an asset for, for any mm. team. But, I mean, we haven't seen that offered enough. And PSG are offering him a way out with the wages he's on which is a big mm. move for him. And mm. he could win things at PSG. I mean, they, they, don't forget PSG. 
PSG, I know you, you probably haven't forgot, the PSG ran Barcelona close this season. They, yeah, they made an impression goal. on the Champions League. If you look at those other Nuro Reese teams, like Man City, for example, mm. have struggled to make an impression on the Champions League, yep. but PSG actually did do it, and they were very close to, to making a real story out of that Barcelona mm. game. So Rooney had, has a chance of winning things at PSG, so it's, mm. it's obviously yeah, a chance. And, and where he is at the moment, he's got, a, he's got another player that is uh, way better than him at the moment, and doesn't really, really play his position. So, yeah, you but, know. but also quite a bit older than him. Um, to the point Not where that much. Well, Van Persie's 30, 31, I think, where Rooney's 27, is he? So, I mean, mm. Van Persie's not going to be around f- for that much longer, you would figure, at, that, at the top level. Yeah, yeah um, but he's producing... Look at what Rooney's producing at 27 compared to Van per- what Van Persie's producing at his age. So it's yeah. kind of like, can you see where no, Rooney getting Van any Van Persie's better? 29. Yeah, but... Uh, okay, <laughs> oh, really? Okay, well, I, I stand corrected then. But, uh, but even so, the point is, at a club like Man United, you know, you're not always going to be the main man, are you? The, no one is. No. So surely you just... You, you become part of the furniture almost. You, Look at players like Giggs and Skulls. They've just they've been there through so many different sort of evolutions of those teams. Yeah. And for me, they're for, better players for it. For Surely me, R- Rooney's first transfer request came out of that he reportedly said that they weren't signing the players that he expected them to sign. And he was mm. worried about it. Then when they signed Van Persie, who's basically taken his position almost, he's complaining about that as well. So it's like it's like well, he's, he's and and Ferguson said, and we covered this a couple of weeks ago. Ferguson said. If Wayne Rooney's playing at his best, he wouldn't be substituting. Yeah. Mm. I'm substituting for a reason. Wayne so Rooney, I, I, I feel a bit uncomfortable with him just throwing the rattle out because yeah. he's not because he's been playing in midfield, he's doing this and that. The other, he's not been performing, has he? That's mm. the problem. Realistically, where, where could he go? I mean, across town, Manchester City, Chelsea, maybe. They don't Chelsea P- Paris Saint Germain. Who think, needs a battering ram? I think mm. Paris, Paris Saint Germain. Now that Beckham's gone, there is um, uh, you know they need a handsome Englishman, <laughs> gentleman, <laughs> likable. Yourself in the frame here. Well, oh, likable? No, you're not. <laughs> a devil is coming. Um, yeah. So uh, no. we, we yeah. shall we shall see. Let's go. Leave your devil alone. Let's go uh, to the bottom um, half of the league. Um, well, I say that actually. You never know. How will Cardiff City and Hull City fare in the big league next season? It's hard to say, isn't it? So much depends on who they sign. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult to say in, in, in before the before the transfer window and all that sort of stuff, Marcus. Look at Reading, Marcus. They didn't spend any money and they are down. Yeah, mm. that is very true. Look QPR. at QPR. They spent <laughs> loads of money. <laughs> a big, big, big Redders has been saying that if he's not back from the transfer market this summer, he could be doing the off. Well, Red now. What is an it, amazing he already said that. Well, hang yeah. on a minute. Well, he's still there. <laughs> yeah, just about. <laughs> okay, uh, Tony Pulis. He's not there. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He's not it's a Stoke surprising. City Apparently he spent um, six months drawing up a plan to transform the club, which involved heavily involved the academy, and he visited Athletic Bilbao and Bayer Lever- Leverkusen for inspiration. That, that, and he, he did like this whole big dossier, and he went in to go, give it to the manager, and he's like, yeah, I'll, like, I'll have that, and uh, off you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got what I need. <laughs> isn't, like the average, isn't the average age of his team like 21, yeah. 22 or something? There's nobody younger than that. Yeah. And in modern football, that's unknown. No, it'd be older than that, surely. The average age is... is uh, of the Stoke team. No, I think he means lowest age, right? Oh, sorry, lowest age. Oh, okay. no. Did I, 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 oh, yeah, what so are you trying to say? I'm trying to say average, average age, isn't it? Average Shut age. Up. <laughs> Shut up. I think, what, I think what happened with the Pudis thing was he, he, he was fired and he pulled the dossier out and went, oh, I don't suppose you'll be needing this then. <laughs> oh, what's that, Tony? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Have you laminated that yeah. with some wallpaper? <laughs> yes. You're still sacked. Can I just either can I... that or they knew that it was coming, you know, the, the second at the end mm. of the season and him just going away doing these trips. He'd be like, oh, God, this is <laughs> awkward. <laughs> I think I would prefer, oh, um, what about this? Um, can I just see that tone for a minute? Yeah. Can you give me my dossier back? What dossier? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get can out. I claim that triple expense? No. <laughs> so, uh, Megson in? Ah, yeah, yeah now you're talking. Mark Hughes apparently is the front runner. Mm. Oh, God. Have they not suffered enough? Have they not suffered enough? Mark Hughes had a good season at Fulham and he was good at Blackburn. 
Not that bad. Shut Come up. on, Marcus. Um, Sven Craig Brown, there you are, listeners. Um, <laughs> uh, Sven Mark Brown. Hughes would make sense, wouldn't it? No. No. It's, What's I the question? A, I think that's a gamble. Sorry. He's not got the best track record. They nearly, they could have gone down this season. To make a philosophical point, Jim, if no, Mark Hughes is the answer, no, what no, no. is the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, but what, apart, pre-QPR... Hughes' track record was, was all right. Yeah. Post pre QPR, it was <laughs> awful. <laughs> no, that's true. And that was more recent. Okay, who would you think? Who, who would you fancy for it? Realistically, it's um, a difficult one. I'd, I'd love to see Megs in there. Um, yeah, for, for obvious reasons. Who <laughs> um, would I have rather than Mark? I mean, Mark. I suppose Mark Hughes does make sense there in terms you. of the managers that are available. Martin O'Neill. You know, I mean, obviously. Oh, the, come on! Yeah, but you'd have to. They'd have to how, change up how, the style. How amazing would it be if Martinez went there? You've got to yeah. ticket, stick in, stink in the place out with these suggestions. Go on, who, well, who would you have? <laughs> Danny Murphy, player manager? Yes, I would, actually. <laughs> to be fair, I'd have that. <laughs> Martinez is, a, is an interesting yeah. one. I think Martinez is a bit overrated as a manager, but the, the thing he's is, earned his chance. He's earned his right. You've got to look at the personnel they've got. They're not going to be able to play sort of free flying attacking football with those players, are they? It's got to be a transition. Peter yeah. Crouch can slot in. <laughs> on the wing. <laughs> um, Stoke, I think Stoke are I've not the figures in front of me but they're either the third or the fourth biggest spenders in the Premier League yeah. the last two or three seasons or something so they obviously have got money behind them to back it and with this new TV deal I imagine if it was Martinez for example he'd be allowed to overhaul the team and, and sign the players he wants to sign so I mean, it could happen I mean the Stoke fans wouldn't believe their luck would they? Knocking it about three at the back this is the exciting thing isn't it because obviously that's Pulis's style more than Stoke's style they might stop playing like that yeah that's true that's all we know nice, of them, isn't it? In, the, in the Premier League really mm. um, before we leave England we, we're going to have to go to Barnet um, and in the non-league and Edgar Davids is staying mm. he's going to stay and try and get them back into the Football League next season according to the chairman once a B always a B I think that only applies to actual Bs yeah but maybe that's what he meant. <laughs> that's true. The difference yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. No, <laughs> the difference between the league he's left and the league he's about to start a new season on is it, to Edgar Davids, it's not, you know, the Champions yeah. League. So yeah, it yeah. doesn't really make a huge m- amount of difference, is I it, don't it, imagine. It's extended his playing career. You is he going to carry on playing then? Is yeah. well, I, I, of course, I, course he is. Of course. Wow. I forgot to say, uh, I went to a, a stag do, which a uh, friend of the Ramble uh, guy has written for us a few times, uh, Rupert Fryer. Oh, yeah. It was a stag do, and uh, we played a match at uh, Reading. I lasted 20 minutes, so I managed to get an early bath, sat in the bath. Uh, some people on a tour of uh, Reading FC's <laughs> uh, football stadium uh, came in as I was having a bath in the way In the, the Majeski. In the Majeski stadium. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was in, the, in, the, in, the boat, in the bath, in the nude. load of suds. Was and, it one of those uh, big team baths? Uh, no, 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 no. There was four separate ones. So I imagine that. Uh, Fabrizio Colaccini his hair is uh, caught in the um, sink um, um, it was probably for ice bath so they love a lot of ice bath mm-hmm. don't they? Mm-hmm. did you see what um, John Madoski did at no. some corporate event where he, he basically rushed the stage and tried to hug Paloma face while she was performing no <laughs> it's really really this this weird week? yeah oh my god no, that slightly no. embarrassing I mean he claimed quite that, old um, now. we claimed he got up on stage to try and get everyone to listen to her um, listen yeah really odd really strange situation to, uh, seriously why would you want to listen to Paloma Faye or maybe he was trying to tell them to stop who knows <laughs> okay right I've met her she's quite nice so oh. shut up Luke yeah, yeah. All, right, yeah all of you shut up we're now gonna, we're the podcast going... is going to be shit if we adhere well, to that you say that <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we're going to leave England for the last time this season um, we're going to briefly go to um, to Serie A, uh, where Milan clinched uh, the third and final Champions League spot in Italy over Fiorentina. That, of course, happened last week. Um, Maribel Balotelli penalty and uh, Philippe Mex's goal uh, in the 87th minute. Against Siena. Well, yeah. we, I, I thought we'd mention that because um, we've spoken a lot about Milan this season, and mm. they had a terrible start, and 
have managed to turn it round, and yeah, they're in the Champions League. Exceptionally well. Mm. Yeah, they lost like five of the first eight games, yeah. and Good. then in the second half of the season, they only lost one game. And yeah. That was in January against Juventus, wasn't it? Away. Mm. Other than that, they're they've, undefeated. They've, they've done superbly well, and Balotelli's having a great time. Yeah. Whereas you, you compare them to Inter, they've sacked um, Stramaccioni, they've finished ninth. Uh, Walter uh, Mazzari, who's uh, left Napoli, is going to take charge. Which I think is a good appointment. But mm. I mean, I'm, I was disappointed initially with the Stramaccioni uh, sacking because it was this Maratti thing where, you know, he'd always been firing managers over and over again. And yeah. then he actually said, I mean, to, to, to recap, he hired Stramaccioni after he did a really good job in the next gen or something, didn't he? The youth team, and yeah. on, on, on the... Um, on the plane back from that final, didn't he hire him then and there? And he came out and did this big thing about how he's changed his ways and he's looking long term, yeah. and it's not really happened. I understand <laughs> why. Ninth. Yeah, that's fair enough. But I think maybe if he had been given two or three more seasons, you never know. You know hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that leaves um, the position at Napoli up for grabs. Uh, Roberto Mancini's been linked to that position. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Why did Pulis went to Napoli? That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be. That would be amazing. Champions League football. Napoli yeah. <laughs> playing quite liquid. Style yeah, as well, yeah. um, bringing in Zonzi with him. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaving yeah. like Cavani on the bench because he's because he's not, uh, pr- he's not, not, he's not aggressive enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, Mancini, as I say, has been linked to the position, but uh, Angelo Pistani, who represented a certain Argentinian during his uh, recent tax hearings in Napoli, mm. said the only coach with a big M for Napoli is Diego Maradona. Yeah, the guy who said this represented him at a tax hearing. Absolutely no <laughs> say in the football <laughs> world whatsoever. He just said it, and you sniffed it out. And uh, I have sniffed it out. I applaud you for that. Thank you, brother. Um, He said about Maradona, he would be very happy for having the chance of returning to the club, maybe as a sports director or simply for being with the team in Europe. (laughs) No doubt he'd be over the moon (laughs) with that. Picking and choosing. (laughs) Whatever position allows him to commit more fraud (laughs) so that I commit more money. If ever there's been someone learning the lines before they've got the part. What's the job? Yeah, you probably have to work like six or seven <laughs> nights this this year yeah you know yeah. unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable but more realistically I think Rafa Benitez is one of the favourites for the job yeah Rafa Benitez um, before we just briefly move on to internationals we're going to Romania chaps oh this can only mean one thing the end of a very long story. Oh my giddy arms. A lot of homophobia and sexism. Gigi Bacalic, we've spoken about him so much, um, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe this has happened for the last show of the season, because if it had happened next week, I'd have been gutted. He's been jailed! Come on! Whoa! <laughs> it's gone. It, in the words of Into the, the Dean Windows jail of shame. <laughs> in the words of the uh, the American chap who announced um, the capturing of Saddam Hussein, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> he was chipping off from the Middle East, wasn't he? So you go, come and find me then. Come and get me. No, he didn't get chance. He's been jailed for two or three years for corruption and abuse of power. Um, police stopped Bacali the other week um, as he tried to fly out of an airport near near the capital. He said he was just planning on visiting Israel for a brief, uh, sorry, for a brief time, yeah, uh, to pray for a favourable court ruling. <laughs> you can that? do that in your house. Yeah. What, what was that big suitcase full of money and that handgun for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he tried to escape and they got him. <laughs> Come on. Bring it and have a good time. <laughs> Oh. Homophobia and bigotism does not pay. Don't forget no. the sexism. <laughs> it's up to you. Don't be homophobic. He's all of the icks and the isms, isn't he? Prick. Yeah. He's all the isms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gigi Bacal- ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm. No doubt there'll be c- quotes coming from the jail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. If anything, there'll be more because he'll have less to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> incredible scenes. Absolutely I, I, incredible. I wonder about his uh, ideas about homo, uh, homosexuals in present time. Oh, <laughs> He's going to have well. Yeah. Um, oh, so we've wrapped, someone's wife sooner we've, or later. We've wrapped up the Champions League and we've wrapped up Romania, really. Gigi Bicali, oh, yeah. um, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. So there you are. Um, uh, let's talk about internationals very quickly. Um, uh, the England are playing Ireland uh, Wembley on Wednesday. Uh, the Irish will have a good time because they'll probably win. <laughs> you can just see that happening, yeah. can't you, for the 150th anniversary yeah, of the yeah. FA and all that kind of stuff, yeah. and, and the Irish come in and spoil the party. Um, and then England are off to Brazil in, in Rio. So, mm, not, not, too, <laughs> not too bad at you all. Are, you are genuinely asking me to get up for a friendly against Ireland the, the day after I went to the Champions League final. You are that out was, of your mind. That was one of the best things about walking down Wembley Way um, last night. Was Normally you walk down and you think, hey, after seeing them play, who are we playing? And, uh, you were like, we are guaranteed to see some top quality football tonight. This <laughs> is great. Yeah. Um, so yes, elsewhere in, in the world um, of international football, Gibraltar, they're in. Yeah, They've joined time. the European international football Up scene. your Spain. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, San Marino beware. Um, also, uh, FIFA. Now this is, uh, this is much better news. FIFA are going to follow England's lead with a mandatory five-match ban for players found guilty of racism. There will be points deductions for clubs whose fans are repeatedly found guilty of racist behaviour. UEFA um, have agreed that there will be a ten-match ban for racist behaviour from players in European competitions. That's, that's good news, isn't it, gentlemen? It is. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the additions that is, uh, if you if you if you make that sort of mistake twice, yes, it's a life ban. Once is a ten match, and then twice is a life ban. You think? Yeah, you can't you can't get away with that. Right. It should be zero tolerance, really. Right. But I mean, that's the next best thing. I think. But that's but that's I mean, crying out loud at the start of the season, you know, that's oh, progress, definitely progress. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, so there we are. Right, talking of progression, let's go to Pete's game. Yay! Let's go to Pete's game. Um. <laughs> you can't use that for everything. <laughs> All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. What have you got? Oh, lovely. Yeah. Peach game. <laughs> Peach game is my centerfold. Right, it's time for Peach game. Uh, this suggestion comes from uh, Don Ciccio. <laughs> Keeping it over the bed. Quite like this. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get in trouble with that, aren't we? Uh, it's <laughs> Red or Michael Balak? Okay, Yeah, cool. Uh, right, uh, this person was born in China in 1969. Hang on. Is it's it Chinese, Chinese Footballer of the Year 1994, Li Bing? It is Chinese Footballer. Yeah! Go on, lads! Bing. Get in there. Oh. Easy one. I had loads of clues for that. Make sure it's harder for next season, pal. Oh, no. make sure sort it's harder it out, mate. You yeah. have to brush up. Absolutely. No amount of beds that we haven't paid for can hide it. <laughs> we're, too big to, we're too big to get in trouble, We're I too think. big to fail. Yeah. There it is again. Up yours, MCPS. <laughs> <laughs> we're so big we can never get arrested. Unlike Gigi Bacali. Let's go to the correspondence. It's time for a question of the week. Of course it is. Um, this is a question of the week from Marcus, actually. He, su- he suggested it to mm. me, and I thought, mm. you know what? It's the last show of the season. Yeah, mm. why not? Um, Throw him a bone. How bad can it be? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is, very bad indeed. <laughs> no, it's not really. Um, the question of the week I put to Facebook and Twitter this week was, Sven, yes, Sven, <laughs> is about to release a tell-all autobiography. What should he call it? Yeah, you thought I'd forgot, didn't you? So you guys can chip in in a minute. Um, mm. Murray Michael comes straight in on the Twitter with, you can fool some of the people all of the time. <laughs> Uh, Marcus, maybe you can finish off this answer for me from Adam on on Twitter as well. First half good, 
Second half, not so good. Yes. <laughs> Callum Key on the Twitter as well. From Tord to Fraud. <laughs> the Swinigan story. Uh, oh, another lovely. couple for uh, No Country for Old Sven. That's a good one. Nice. Can I just um, chip in on thought of one? Yeah. Get a grip. There you go. Oh, nice. <laughs> Kenny Clark with Balls Deep in Ulrika. How did that get in there? How did that get in? Sorry about that. That's Deary a mistake me. for me, that. Kenny Clark. Don't pulling the wool over my eyes. Um, Guy Powell also on the Twitter front cover should be Sven on a Thai beach surrounded by women smiling with a title above simply management complete (laughs) (laughs) I like this one from Jamie Evans on the Facebook Svenish to society that's excellent and I'll finish off on Twitter by Johnny Brooks who says Sventertainment a tale of a tale of financial goals achieved yeah I like it yeah there you go to be fair though you see he was a good manager back in the day. And now it's time for the profile. <laughs> Gold. Um, <laughs> hey, just l- look at his record. Look at his record. Leave his record. Leave his record. his record collection. It's all Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> um, any suggestions from anybody else? For, for the name of the book? I've done my bit. Yeah, I know yeah. you have. Shut I did up. mine. Jim? Well, uh. <laughs> well yeah, were, I should say there were a lot of those. A lot of well. Yeah. Mm. So to do with cook, cooking sauce, I don't really. Uh, I wasn't really listening. I was trying to find a goal sound effect. To be honest, I found it, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, it didn't really, didn't really work. Didn't really add anything, did it? No, oh, no. just confusing. Really. Should we get the profile? Yeah. yeah. There we go. How much is this show going to cost us in the end? <laughs> <laughs> it costs a little, nothing. They can fucking stick it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just start the profile, Marcus. Yeah. Come on, it'll go as soon as you start the profile. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's profile time. Could there be a more apt song for the person we're about to profile? <laughs> we love him just the way he is. No. No. Ladies and gentlemen, it's profile time. <laughs> there are profiles, and there are profiles, and there are profiles. Well, this is one of those <laughs> profiles. <laughs> um, my giddy aunt, we have talked... Sorry. <laughs> We have talked about this man so much in the show. <laughs> and there he goes. <laughs> Just one of the noises you hear outside his house when journalists are present. <laughs> There's a clue. Um, he had his own sh- uh, section of the show dedicated. Ladies and gentlemen, Diego Armando Maradona. Woo! <laughs> Welcome to El Diaz. <laughs> We're bloody doing Maradona. Goodness yeah. me. Goodness, everybody. So you've got about 45 minutes in your commute at the moment. Yeah. You've got about another 45 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh-huh. Where to start, oh. Marcus? Where to start? Well, he was born on the 30th of October, 1960. Just under seven years before the Summer of Love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, El Pelusa himself. Um... No introduction needed, but uh, it's custom, so we'll get one. <laughs> Considered by many, including himself, as the greatest player of all time, and he's quite positive the most talked about player in the history of the game. Strap yourselves in, ladies mm. and gentlemen. One thing that is very, very evident from the man's life, that he's, he loves football to the core of his being, and this love started at a very young age indeed. He was born and brought up on the outskirts of Buenos Aires, very humble surroundings, and uh, his, his playing career began at ten years old with Los Cebollitas, uh, the Little Onions, in oh. English. Mm. 
I like that. Um, they're the youth side for uh, Argentinos Juniors, and his talent was there for all to see. Francisco Conejo, the youth coach who discovered the young Maradona, said, When Diego came for trials, I was really struck by his talent. Couldn't believe he was only eight years old. In fact, we asked him for his ID card so we could check it. We were sure he was having us on, because although he had the physique of a child, he played like an adult. And when, he discovered, when we discovered he, wasn't, uh, he had been telling the truth, we devi- decided to devote ourselves purely to him. Yeah, I, I think... That's incredible, isn't it? Mm. It's amazing. Just to jump in, a lot of people, I think, maybe mistake that he... Because he loves Boca so much. Yeah. He started off at Boca. But he's actually yeah, Argentina yeah. for quite a long time. For a few years, yeah. Yeah, big, yeah. big chunk of his um, his development was there. Mm. Well, he, he started playing for the uh, the juniors' youth side when he was 15. And it was around this time, maybe a little bit before that, that he would provide half-time entertainment at the first mm. team matches, doing uh, tricks with the ball and entertaining the crowds like that. And one could argue, actually, on that... Sort of thread that was he the first freestyler, certainly in the modern era, maybe. Mm. Some of the things he can do with the ball is is absolutely outrageous. He was a few days short of his 16th birthday when he made his debut for Argentina's juniors first team. He went on to play 167 league games for them, scoring 115 goals in those matches. It's a great scoring record, Maradona, actually, for the most part of his career. Yeah, for for someone who wasn't, I mean, it's a similar sort of messy thing, for someone who wasn't an out and out striker or a poacher or anything, his his record is is absolutely superb. Mm. Uh, during that time, he made his debut for Argentina in 1977, still very young, and the whole of Argentina were very excited by such a, a young, bright prospect. Although he was left out of the 1978 World Cup squad, much to the anger of, of that public. But, uh, of course, Argentina did go on to win, and we've talked about that World Cup many a time. He won the Under-20 World Cup in 1979 and was voted best player of the tournament. And in 1981, he moved to Boca Juniors for £1 million, which was a huge fee at the time, especially in Argentina. Wasn't there a talk of that um, he could have... Sheffield United tried to sign him. Yeah, there is talk of that. They couldn't afford him or something Thank like goodness. that. They tried to get older. Thank him, goodness yeah. they couldn't. Um, <laughs> imagine, imagine how different this, this story would be if he'd signed for exactly Sheffield the, United. Exactly the same, <laughs> I would have thought. Yeah. Same player development uh, strategies and schemes. Um, he won his first championship there uh, at Boca Juniors. Um, and he only played a season or two with a, with a, with a very good goal scoring rate again, above 1 in 2. And then he went to the World Cup in Spain in, in 1982, scored a couple of goals and featured in all five of the games, but was. Uh, Famously marked out of the crucial match against Italy by Claudio Gentile. Yeah, mm. I say marked out. Yeah, kicked out. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was salted out. He was sent off against Brazil at the end of their match too. So we just started to begin to see the sort of slightly volatile side of him on, on the big stage. Mm. After the World Cup, he moved to Barcelona for a world record fee of five million pounds, and he won the Copa del Rey in 1983 when um, Cesar Luis Monotti, who was in charge of that side and in charge of the Argentina side in '78, was was there. He was slightly blighted um, with injuries um, during his time at Barcelona. His career was nearly over when Andoni Goicochea, the butcher of Bilbao, broke his uh, ankle, ankle in a yeah. big in a big tackle. Is there talk that Goicochea had that had the boot he made yeah. that tackle with in a trophy cabinet in his house? Something, something like that. horrible <laughs> like that. It's, and it's worth noting, um, new Stoke manager. Yeah, <laughs> it's worth saying at this moment that Maradona is probably one of the most fouled players in the history of football too. Yeah, I mean he is quite volatile, but actually for the abuse and the uh, you know the physical abuse he took during games, yeah. it wasn't actually that bad. It's those sort of. I mean, it's, if you go back a, a little bit earlier than that as well, players like Best. I mean, they just get chopped in half. Every, yeah, every and Maradona time, yeah. specifically, absolutely was was because he was so good, mate. It's a yeah, of course, of course, that's all people could do. Yeah, in yeah. Some cases. he scored thirty-eight in fifty-two league games for for. For Barcelona, 
Um, but his, his crazy side was coming out more and more on and off the pitch. Uh, there was reports that he was on drugs at Barcelona. That's where he started taking cocaine. Mm. Or was it, it was long addiction with that with that drug started. Um, he fell out with the president. But the, the, can you imagine the, the toll that must take on your body and still yeah. being able to perform at that level? Well, exactly. It's, it's not like it's perfor- I know it's bandless, but it's hardly performance enhancing. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, yeah. I've so, so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but still, uh, and when Barcelona played Athletic Bilbao in the in the cup final, there was a big brawl at the end of it. Maradona was there giving a fly kick to one of them, which was quite famous <laughs> uh, or infamous, should I say? Um, and after Probably losing, brilliantly delivered as well. Oh yeah. yeah, and after losing the cup final, he was on his way, kind of <clears throat> left under a bit of a cloud at Barcelona, and he joined Napoli in, in what would be a match made in heaven. Mm. Um, well, certainly for the for the first um, chunk, anyway, for another record fee of six point nine million. And here he would play the best football of his career, without a doubt. Napoli um, is looked down upon by the rest of Italy. We may have touched upon this in the Fabio Cannavaro profile, but it's seen um, probably. I mean, I've not been there, but the reports say it's a very grimy, dirty place, a very working class, and the rest of the Italy can be a bit snobby towards mm. towards Napoli and Naples. Um, and, and often people from um, Naples don't see themselves as Italian. They see themselves, it's, it's Italy and, and them. Kind well, of it's quite a young country, isn't it? It's not been unified an awful lot, a lot, awful long time if you take into account the world in general. So I think there's mm. still a lot of teething problems there. Right? Well, Maradona became their idol and he was loved by the people there, like one of their own. And, and El Diego took to that team. Um, he took that team to a level they could have never imagined. Napoli have only won Serie A twice and both were Maradona inspired. Mm. Whilst he was there, the club won the Coppa Italia in the UEFA Cup and he was top scorer in, in 87 88 season as well. And I think that's the thing with, with Maradona that a lot of people, we, we know him obviously for his um, incredible uh, international career and obviously his off the field antics. And and people, you know, it's it's great to kind of look back at his profile because you, you know he's one of the best players of all time. But actually, he did it on that European level uh, mm. in, in Europe for, for, at club level as well. Which which one or two? I mean, he would argue that Pele's never done that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah. But he was phenomenal, and he was playing in the best league at the, uh, in Europe. And he at the time. really, really would argue that with Pele, well. <laughs> <laughs> and has yeah, yeah. many yeah. times, very but, publicly. Yeah, but at Napoli again. Um, Controversy wasn't far away from him. There was reports, of course, that he was on drugs. Uh, well, which he admitted he was later, and it it was alleged that he would be given a fake penis with clean urine in. So yeah. when he took um, drugs test, he'd be okay. I think that's quite well known. I've just read that in a few places before. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And if you'd seen the picture of his penis, you'd need a fake penis. <laughs> it is all joking aside, great footballer, but a very tiny cock. Mm. To be fair, he's just out the shower. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Probably yeah. not actual size. Yeah. Just from playing as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. when he was at Napoli, he obviously won the World Cup in '86 as well. well yeah. Yeah, he did, and, and uh, I don't think any single player has ever had such an impact on a tournament as Maradona did. Um, he was sensational in winning the trophy with Argentina. They qualified top of their group in the first round, um, the second phase a bit Uruguay, and then played England in the quarterfinal. And his performance that day in the Azteca with those two moments is surely the most talked about in, in the history of the World Cup. Mm. The famous handball goal followed by one of the greatest girls the world's ever seen um, and, and when he scored that, Barry Davis just simply said, "You have to say that's magnificent." Yeah, <laughs> because you do. <laughs> Which is great. No, it was an own goal. <laughs> the, the only thing I want—I wouldn't—I don't want to diverge from it too much. But people do say that he won the World Cup on his own, which makes hugely disrespectful mm. to a lot of players mm. now. TNT. It is. It is. Um, and it is harsh on on his teammates. But one thing's for sure: it would never ever be suggested um, about anybody else, not even Pele. 
No. Yeah. Really. No, that's fair enough. Which, which shows how much of an impact he had. In the semis, he scored two great goals against Belgium. They're often overlooked, because understandably so, because that goal against England was so good. Yeah. And he was second top scorer with five goals in that World Cup, and he was the best player in the world. He was a phenomenon then. Mm. No question about it. Um, and he, one of his teammates... Who won the golden boot, Marcus? Gary Lineker. Contributing again in <laughs> England. We contributed the uh, the, the opposition yeah. for the for those goals. Yeah, um, <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> we, like, we contributed the stadium and the rules for the Champions League final. Yeah. And a set of human training cones to dribble around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of his teammates, uh, Hector Enrique, said of Maradona during that time. He said, Diego was an example to everyone, not just in terms of his quality, but also for his commitment. He was the first to tackle and dive in when we lost possession. So how could we not do the same? He was contagious. When it came to his play, however, trying to imitate him was impossible. Mm. And I think that's a great point as well, that he was this un- unbelievably gifted player, but he was passionate and he was he would drive the team on. He wasn't a, a luxur- luxury mm. player by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, no. he had fire and cocaine in his veins. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Maradona and Argentina would reach the final again at Italia 90 and the little man again pulling the strings he didn't score in that tournament but there was a moment against Brazil when he set up um, Claudio Canigia to score the winner in, in the second round which was against absolutely Brazil, wonderful that was a lovely one through the legs of the defenders it yeah, was he, he drew all the defenders away from Canigia mm. took them all on and then slotted Canigia and they won the game um, and again it was another match where he was just kicked around the park it was just ridiculous he missed a penalty um, in the shootout against Yugoslavia but then scored against Italy in Naples and, and I think most of Napoli were cheering him on that night mm, yeah sensationally back at Napoli he was getting himself in, in, a, in a bit of trouble um, he was failing to turn up for training and the like he failed the drugs test in 91 and left Napoli in a bit of a disgrace, which is a shame because mm. that obviously that shouldn't have happened, but especially at that club. Um, yeah. Now the fans still love him dearly there, and and the club later retired the number ten shirt in his honour. Mm. So his 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 um, his legacy, I suppose, it wasn't tarnished. But he went on to play for Sevilla after serving a, was it a fifteen month ban, mm. something like that. Um, and he played a season there uh, before going back to Argentina with Newell's Old Boys. And his career had really taken a big dip and his star was fading. He did help Argentina to qualify for the World Cup in 94, scoring a crucial one in a playoff against Australia. But it, he, he wasn't so good. But then, going into the World Cup, it looked like a comeback was on the cards. And he appeared for Argentina in their first two games, scored a nice one against Greece, and then was tested positive for a banned substance. And that, left celebra- the that celebration was so... Into the camera. Intense, intense yeah. yeah. Like no other celebration I've seen. I remember no. seeing that as a kid and almost being frightened by yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that was the, the drugs test he failed, really, wasn't it? <laughs> you looked at that and you thought, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he left the tournament in, in, in such a shame. And, and that should have been the moment where he properly came back. Um, he briefly coached um, Argentine side Deportivo Mandiu, um, but made a return as a player re-signing for Boca Juniors in the mid-90s, which was incredible, really. And he had some nice moments, and he gave something back to the Boca faithful. By 96, he had admitted his cocaine addiction to the public, and he was pretty much on his way out. And there is quite um, an amazing moment when, in during his last professional match, which was against River Plate at River, and he was very tired and he was looking out of shape. And with Bocca trailing 1-0, he asked to be taken off. And there's a moment where he kind of pauses and then, and, and, and then off he goes. And he was replaced by uh, a young Juan Roman Riquelme. There you go. Mm. Quite sensational. Nice. Um, who came on and helped change the game around and Bocca won 2-1. Maradona retired in 97, aged um, 37. Um, in 1998, though... Uh, he was obviously still very popular because the Iglesia Maradonaia was founded, which is the Church of Maradona. Mm. Uh, and they have their own Ten Commandments. 
Uh, here's some of the best ones. Love football over all things. <laughs> Declare your unconditional love for football. I, said, I think that's probably the same one. Yeah. Um, defend the colours of Argentina. Preach the words of Diego Maradona all over the world. Let Diego be your second name and that of your children. And perhaps, <laughs> perhaps the most crucial, no ser cabeza de tormo y que no se escape la tortuga, meaning... Don't be a hothead and don't let the turtle escape you. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Well. None of those mention God. It's a church. <laughs> Not one of them. None of them mention the beard, no. uh, and as, which he... as Diego calls God. Are you going to talk about his autobiography? Yes, we're just coming on to that in a second, but I have to talk about the prayer that the Church of Maradona have. Our Diego, his, who is on the pitches, hallowed be thy left hand, bring us your magic, make your goals remembered on her earth as is in heaven, give us some magic every day, forgive the English as we have given <laughs> the Neapolitan Mafia. Don't let yourself get caught offside and free us from Havalange and Pele. Oh, <laughs> nice. There you are, there you are. Um, after retiring, Maradona has been through some tough times, it's, uh, it's safe to say. People not re- might not realise, but that his addictions and his lifestyle nearly killed him. Mm. Do, do um, you remember the size of him? Yes, oh, he, yeah. well, he put on a lot of weight. Comparisons can be made to Paul Gascoigne. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hugely. Enormously. And the Argentinian public, and I think most people around the world were very worried and he'd come off the rails uh, he moved to Cuba to get away from the media and he's, and he's still friends with Vidal Castro who he cites as a very important figure and uh, who helped him out a lot actually he's got a, has he not got a Che Guevara tattoo as well yeah, he's got a Castro yeah. tattoo on his leg and a Guevara one on his arm yeah, mm. yeah. and in 2000 he, um, he brought out um, his uh, brought out his autobiography called Yo Soy El Diego I Am The Diego Jim you've read it yes I have I've actually read it, I believe Lucas read it as well yeah. and he's got a lot of phrases in it which we spoke about a lot which there's a, a note from the translator at the, at the top that says there's a lot of phrases here that will look like they're um, Argentinian phrases that just don't translate very well they're not uh, he just makes up his own quite a lot um, one of them is um, if someone's being hypocritical they should give the dog his face back um, yeah. if you've missed an opportunity you've let the tortoise get away yeah. um, God is the beard uh, people who don't like uh, people who doesn't like are thermos heads like and a few others as well there's one that which he talks about uh, vaccinating people that's right and yeah, he uses yeah. it for having sex with them and for scoring a goal against them I've vaccinated them doesn't he yeah. oh my yeah. goodness yeah Bloody hell. Wow. Got his own language. Yeah. Um, he managed to overcome his demons and get his life back on track, much to the relief and, and delight of the footballing world. And in 2005, he began hosting his own chat show in Argentina called La Noche del Diez, the Night of the Ten. <laughs> his first guest on the show was Pele. Relations with Pele were never that bad until fairly recently. Relations mm. with Pele were never that bad when you've got a new show to market. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vidal Castro was on there. Zidane. Ronaldo and Mike Tyson, amongst others. All the wow. thermos heads. Yeah. 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 Um, and it, it, it's worth checking out on YouTube because they, they are there and it's a grand old production, that. <laughs> like an enormous audience, very grand spectacle. Yeah. And right in the middle, there's a, like a table where Diego would sit opposite his guest. There's a bit of, um, uh, a bit of, a bit of steam. Music right? and chat. Everybody loved it. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if there was music, but no doubt there was. There was, uh, I think there was um, a section of that show. Oh, I don't know if it was that show or an. We maybe did another show with Goyka Chair, the keeper, the great penalty stopper. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's actually another show, but it, but anyway, on television he did a section where it was Maradona's confessions, and my goodness, there was some some interesting stuff. Yeah. You know, like he would he would sort of say we 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 did slip a few things in some of the Brazilian players' uh, drinks. Oh, in the World in Cup, in the World Cup ninety, yeah. he would there, there was a few startling ones. Now people aren't sure whether he's just kind of yeah. saying it for for effect, but. Yeah. Uh, He's kind of untouchable now, isn't he? You can't really yeah, exactly. well, you get in trouble. Exactly. We fast forward to 2008 when Maradona was appointed manager of Argentina. Mm. Yeah. 
a great day. It was almost like they were like, we've got to get this out of the way. People are never going to shut up about it. Just get this done. Um, he just about got them to the World Cup in South Africa in 2010, and then the fun began. Um, they beat Nigeria 1-0, they beat South Korea 4-1, and they beat Greece 2-0. They qualified with nine points. Yeah. Um, he gave San Martin Palermo the opportunity yeah. to play at World Cup, scored his goal, well, um, oh, so Martin Palermo scored the goal that got them there, and yeah, in the rain. Mad on the belly, belly slide, wasn't it? The oh well, of course, yeah, 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 absolutely. He declared that Jonas Gutierrez was the, the only definite starter behind, <laughs> behind Messi, thus instantly getting Pete Donaldson on side. <laughs> a very, very shrewd. Well, move. The, <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, absolutely. We should mention the belly slide because it was one of the best moments ever. Yeah, yeah it was in beautiful. life. Maradona belly slide. Um, at the World Cup, I mean, he again, he was given just as much, if not more, media attention than the top players. Yeah. Every move. And he was his... sleeping up into midday, so imagine <laughs> the media attention would have got if he actually turned up on time. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. I mean, there was that time, wasn't there, during a training match um, where he had a cigar on as he was kicking oh, yeah. the ball around, which is. Basically, training, to me, from the pictures, <laughs> training had essentially descended into them just taking <laughs> shots at the keeper and him showing everyone how good he was still. <laughs> um, they beat Mexico 3 1 in the last 16. Uh, or the second round, and, and, uh, and then they played Germany in the quarterfinals, and we well, found out. Got really. battered, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was incredible to see El Diego manage his beloved Argentina at a World Cup. We will always have that. Yeah. We'll always have that. Um, and uh, it was great to see him playing football as well, because some of the things that he did with the ball, like I say, yeah, the, the freestylers nowadays, there's, there's more uh, tricks on show, but he was one of the best. Like and the Napoli warm up in time with yeah. the music and stuff la, like la, that. La, 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 la. La. <laughs> Get that on cue, come on. You've had every other music song. But, but we've seen him do kicky uppies with an orange and a golf ball and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Do you remember the giant football as well um, that no. he, he did kick ups with? I think that was a Napoli um, pretty much. There, there's well. there's a tale, possibly apocryphal, that he went to some university in the UK, maybe even Oxbridge, somewhere at Oxbridge, and um, was given an honor honorary doctorate in. Uh, something really vague, like inspiring dreams or something. Yeah, I like it. And um, someone at one point tossed him a ping pong ball and he was doing keepy up yeah. and stuff. Mm. In, in his gown, his full like gown. He also he, turned, he did play a match in England for Spurs. That's um, right, yeah. yeah, before '86 World Cup, obviously. Yeah. Um, Wonderful. Wonderful indeed. Um, and then he became manager of Al Wazel uh, in Dubai, which uh, we've spoken a lot about actually on the podcast because mm. um, mm. it was fairly recent. For further reading or listening, go to Diego Corner <laughs> many, many times. There's a I'm lot sure. there. There is a lot there. Um, I mean, and what a player it was. Dribbling was just out of this world. Yeah. And just, well, you know it all, ladies and gentlemen, you know it all. But we had to put him in there. I like um, what the American newspaper, the Houston Chronicle, uh, wrote about the man to sum him up. To understand the gargantuan shadow Maradona casts over his soccer-mad homeland, one has to conjure up the athleticism of Michael Jordan, the power of Babe Ruth, and the human fallibility of Mike Tyson. Lump them together in a single-barrel-chested man with shaggy black game, you have El Diego. <laughs> Absolutely superb. But the, possibly the most celebrated, the most scrutinised, the most talked about... The most marvelled football career in the history of the game. It's, it's Maradona, Diego, El Thank Diego, you, Diego. Yeah. <laughs> comes Thank in you. to the Dimas Hall of Fame to finish off the season. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the Football Ramble for, for another year. Thank you for uh, journeying with us. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, if you want to get in touch for whatever reason, um, it's show at thefootballramble.com. We'll check the emails over the summer. Indeed. Mm. Um, and uh, the Twitter is uh, at footballramble. Um, and, and that's it, really. 
Tune yeah, uh, I uh, my Edinburgh show, Stupid Animals, is now on sale. So if there you are you going are. up to the Edinburgh Festival, go to the Underbelly website uh, where you can get loads. And also, I'm doing a preview in London um, on the 1st of June at the Pleasant. So if you get the Pleasant's website, you can get tickets. There you are. Do come along. Yeah. So, goodbye, Pete. Hang on. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well that's the end of Pete Donaldson. No, let's not, let's not be the end of Pete Donaldson. Let's have a few more. What? Let's have a few more. What you got uh, on I, I, I don't really have any sound effects per se. Well, make some uh, up then. Uh, <laughs> I've got, um... <laughs> now, uh, an acoustic version of I, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies by Panic the Disco. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, We're going to have to go. Yeah, well, we are gone. Okay. I, I didn't decide to do this. <laughs> what better way to play us out? Exactly. No goodbyes. Can't be asked. Come on, get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Bye. Have a lovely summer. Enjoy your summer. See you next season. Say goodbye, Jim. Bye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Um, and I'll leave with the words of Richard Keyes. Darth little podcast. Silly season. Fuck off. <laughs> wow. Got you in the lobby. My energy and feed them to our favorite hobby, searching for an enemy here in the Big balls, big bouncing balls. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.